welcome to the 99ers podcast. I'm Camilla Ray, a super opinionated writer who loves vegetables. And I'm Joy, a chronic overthinker with a passion for tacos. And today, we're talking about how Disney romances are a lie. So, in middle school, Camilla had the bright idea of giving this boy who liked me... I have no recollection for the record. Okay, just because you don't have a recollection doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so, she gave this guy my house number. And this was before I had a cell phone, so, like, people didn't just call me. I had to call my house if they wanted to talk to me. So, this guy called my house, and he said that he was looking for my cousin. So my mom was the one who answered the phone. She was like, who are you? And he said his name. And then he was like, oh, I'm looking for um, this my cousin. And my mom was like, Joy, who is this guy who's calling the house? Who says that he's looking for your cousin when we, I know he's looking for you? And I tried to tell her that I don't know who he is. I, don't, I didn't give him my number. And she was like, why are you lying? Why would you give him the number? I'm like, why would I give him my number? Please explain to me why I would give him my number so he could call the house so I could get yelled at. And until this day, everyone in my family comes at me saying that I gave a boy my number. And it was really Camilla. So I'd like to set the record straight, you guys. Um, yeah, I have no words. It's fine. <laughs> um, so my story is from pre-K. Apparently, like, honestly, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to tell you if his name was DeAndre or Derek. <laughs> uh, but there was some, like, boy that I was friends with in pre-K, and I guess one day after school, like, he, or he was telling everyone one day at school that we were getting married after school in aftercare, and, like, he was passing flyers out. He was like, guys, come on. Like, we're, like, over here in the corner over there. We're going to get married. And um, I was like, okay, I guess we're getting married. And I remember getting sent to the principal's office, and they were like, you're being, like, why are you getting married? You're three. Like, you're being fast and grown. And the principal, like, beat my hand with a ruler and was like, don't do that anymore. And I think yeah that really scarred me for life and I was like I guess when boys want to do stuff with you that's bad yeah (laughs) if we give our children sound self-love they will be able to deal with whatever life puts before them bell hooks um so I think that this episode falls in like a pretty good order because kind of everything else about our lives is in like informs how we deal with relationships Mm -hmm. so we've talked about like our backgrounds and our experiences at school and like racial issues and like how religion plays into this so what do you think are some of like the biggest factors that influence how you approach relationships um definitely the relationships I saw in my family growing up and also my religion plays a huge role in relationships because up until I was Actually, even now, I just feel like relationships are such a bad, not a bad thing, but I feel like really taboo. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I can't fall in love until I'm married, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are the two main things that have driven my view on relationships. Yeah, I think, well, let's start off with just, first of all, like the relationships we saw growing up, mm-hmm. because I feel like, um, I've thought about this like were there any relationships like personally that I saw that was like wow I'd like to be like this couple or I'd like to have a relationship like this couple Mm -hmm. one day and not really like I don't think I wanted to mimic my parents relationship um 
or like I don't remember seeing really any like solid relationships that I thought were full of love and like really fun that I aspired to have one day um personally in my life and so a lot of times I think whatever I saw on tv I was like oh like hopefully it's like this one day Mm -hmm. um same honestly because my parents weren't married Mm -hmm. so it's not like I had a a parental role model that I really liked and wanted to replicate I always thought that love would end up in divorce somehow (laughs) or I don't know a baby or disagreement so I can't really say that anyone in my family even though a lot of them they're happily married but I just didn't want to have a relationship anything like theirs um so I guess yeah my role models were from tv I know we were talking about um high school musical (laughs) and Troy and Gabriella but like even they were pretty flawed honestly because their friends didn't even want them to be together (laughs) uh they basically had to fight to be together so honestly I just think my entire concept of relationships was you have to struggle and you have to fight every single battle to be together. Yeah, I feel like the women that I did see in relationships, they didn't seem that happy in their relationships. Mm-hmm. It kind of I I honestly think that from the personal relationships I saw, it was like relationships are really hard work yep. and they're not going to be that fulfilling. And so I didn't aspire to have any of those. I was like, this does not seem fun. And then, obviously, TV is for drama. And so then you think, well, all of this drama is what love means. So I feel like, for me, I I learned, I got a lot of messaging that said, for women, love is hard work. Yeah. Like, you need to work hard in love. And you need to constantly have some type of, like, emotional trife going on like there needs to be drama or something because obviously when you're unfortunately only looking at tv shows that are trying to keep you hooked for you know 40 minutes or like movies that are trying to keep you hooked for like three hours like Mm -hmm. there has to be a lot of stuff going on um yes I think that definitely informed how I later on thought of how to like give and receive love um I think one thing that was really conflicting Um, between what I saw in real life and what I saw on TV was the showing of affection Mm -hmm. because in my family I don't yeah we rarely say I love you it must be like a really important event for someone to say I love you like when I graduated I think that was the last time my grandpa was like I love you blah 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 whatever Uh, my mom says it when she's leaving the country or something like that and my brother says it because he's like he's such he's so weird like he's the most affectionate person in my family even though everyone else isn't but then on tv everyone would be hugging and touching and smooching yeah. and i'm like what is going on this mm-hmm. is not how things are working in my life i don't understand how it happened is it because i'm kenyan like <laughs> is it a kenyan thing where we don't show affection um but yeah do you have a similar experience yeah i i think that really with like showing physical affection um my family was pretty good at saying I love you but I know that certain people in my family weren't very comfortable with showing physical affection because of where they grew up like Mm -hmm. your affection is a sign of weakness so like if for so long you're you're like starving yourself of that or like cutting yourself off from that you know aspect of your humanity it's really hard to like turn it back on after Mm -hmm. that and so like in attempts to not make people feel uncomfortable and things like that it was just like oh like we just don't really touch that much and I would always see like 
there were some kids at school that obviously that wasn't an issue for them. Yeah. And but I also feel like there was a lot of programming or like messaging at school that was like, don't do that. That's mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Or like it's like touching is somehow inherently sexual, which I now understand is really not the yeah. case. Um, but I think I always like paired. And because we went to a religious school, like I always paired touching with like being sexual and like being sexual with being wrong Mm -hmm. and so I feel like for a long time I like stayed away from it because Mm -hmm. like I mean the way people made it seem was like especially with boys like if you touch a boy like you're gonna have sex and you're gonna get pregnant so just stay on the other side of the room I feel like a lot of the things we saw growing up were really taboo um where touching was wrong yeah even talking to the other gender sometimes is wrong Mm -hmm. expressing your emotions if they're more than platonic was frowned upon Mm -hmm. um i remember teachers calling some girls fast because they showed that like they liked another guy and these would be the same people who were like you have to be heterosexual growing up and if you don't (laughs) um there's something wrong with you and you're gonna burn in hell blah 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 yeah there was and so i'm just like okay so we're supposed to like guys, but we can't show that we like guys because if we show that we like guys, we're going to get pregnant. So I'm really confused as to how to navigate this entire thing. Yeah. Um, but also at home, my parent, my parent, my mom and my grandparents and my aunts, they were always just like, look, if you touch a boy, if boys will lie to you, first of all, that's the word, like boys are going to lead you astray. <laughs> Don't get led astray by boys. Don't get pregnant. I remember when I got my period, they were just like, look you're a woman now and you have to stay away from boys because if you cut if you kiss one that's gonna lead to touching and then you're gonna have a baby and we're not gonna take care of that baby that's gonna be all on you so for the longest time in my life I was just I was just scared to even hold hands with the guy mm-hmm. and now I see that yeah a lot of the things that were taboo just it was so unnecessary honest well maybe not unnecessary but it was extreme yeah it was extreme for me as well I feel like there was a lot of fear-based teaching which is like fear-based is not the way that I would approach it or how I would have have liked for it to be approached like I don't know my parents well my mom was always very open about like us understanding our own bodies but it was just like don't let anyone touch you ever (laughs) that was like kind of the messaging that I got and yeah it just made touching like really like weird and uncomfortable and obviously like it's hard to get close to people if you don't touch them um but I think especially at school like it was so there was we're gonna talk about slut shaming like how that evolved in high school but Mm -hmm. even like there were seedlings of it in elementary school with like so we've talked about how we went to a really tiny school there were like three boys in our class Mm -hmm. so like there's like 10 girls so of course we're gonna like at some point all quote unquote (laughs) date that boy which is nothing really you're just like oh I like you Mm -hmm. okay we're dating now um and I remember like teachers being like oh you're just hanging out with the boys like you're being around the boys too much Mm -hmm. like literally not doing anything just like sitting at the table with them at lunch Mm -hmm. like it's only 10 of us here (laughs) like Like, you need to not be around that looks bad that looks wrong like you shouldn't be hanging around boys that much like people are gonna think things or like Mm -hmm. even like it's like you're removing sexual promiscuity which like I don't I don't even like that term but 
like you're you're kind of equating standing next to a boy with sexual promiscuity which doesn't really (laughs) make sense and it makes it really confusing and I think it also makes like things very like shameful for young girls because like obviously we're all like loving sexual beings we're social beings we want to you know get close to the people that we're around and like if you're like obviously during puberty your feelings of affection start to you know develop whether you're straight or gay and like you're just gonna want to be around people like that's a natural thing there doesn't need to be shame like associated to that at all but I feel like for me there definitely was like when I was feeling like when I developed feelings for people I thought I was doing something wrong or I thought I would do something wrong because of those feelings and I tried to like cut myself off from that a lot and I feel like as that developed in high school I just kind of like began to cut myself off from my emotions paired with a lot of other stuff that was going on but yeah I definitely think that foundation in elementary school really you know had me stuck yeah but um even with regards to slut shaming it was really weird because I know there was this guy that had like a crush on me and I remember he bought me a teddy bear for my birthday and all the teachers like oh that's so cute but then there'd be certain other girls that if a guy bought them something or if they even were interacting with the guy a lot more than I was they'd be like why are you doing that yeah you need to stop also just adults being invested in like Mm -hmm. the relationships with children it's like really weird like why are you I'm a grown woman (laughs) I I remember I don't know if you remember this but one time um because there there was this one teacher we had who had a kid and she wasn't I don't think she was married none of the the yeah (laughs) (laughs) we don't want to call them out or anything but another girl was like why are you trying to give us relationship advice when you have a kid out of wedlock, blah, blah, blah? And I was like, oh, shit. And that's kind of when I realized, like, this is kind of... No, I don't they, know if they're trying to stop us from their mistakes, or I don't know. I don't even know. Yeah, what, but it kind of seems like a lot of times you can try to be like, don't do what I did, because, mm-hmm. like, if, if you see your life as this one thing that I did led to all these negative things in my life, yeah. then if you have any power over another person, you're going to like try to get them to not make that one mistake yeah. whereas like your the way your life went is one in an infinite amount of ways anyone's life could go mm-hmm. <laughs> so like you don't need to vicariously live through anyone else but yeah there definitely was also a lot of hypocrisy growing up like I remember there was okay like at one point I wasn't supposed to date till I was 24 I wasn't supposed <laughs> to like and then I wasn't supposed to date. I just was supposed to get married, which, mm-hmm. like, how does that, how work? does that work? And I was looking around, and I didn't know any adults that... <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think I knew any adults that, like, waited until marriage to have sex. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I just don't get it. Like, there's... The math is not mathing. Because what you guys <laughs> are telling me to do and what you're doing is not the same. Yeah, I think that's the exact same thing with me. Because a lot of my, my mom and my aunts and even my grandma had their kids really young Mm -hmm. and so for me everything I learned about relationships was inherently based on fear of don't do this because you'll end up just like me and so I grew up just like so scared of boys Mm -hmm. um, and so scared of not even boys but just what people what other people would perceive of me if I interacted with boys because at church I know my mom would say like there's this one lady at church who would always like be two-faced like she would say oh, you're so sweet when other people are around, but then when she, my mom wasn't around, she'd, like, call her a prostitute, blah, blah, blah. 
Oh my god. And I'm like, wow, first of all, how are you? That's not very Christian like of you. And then second of all, I was like, <laughs> okay, so now I really can't mess up because if I do, then they're going to talk bad about not just me, but also my family. Mm-hmm. And your family's reputation is such a huge thing in my church community, but also in my Kenyan Kisi community. So yeah, it was just a lot of shame surrounding love and relationships and sex and all of that yeah and i think now i can understand it as like you you only shame someone for things that you also feel shame for so in that way i can feel compassion for those adults that were in my life mm-hmm. um like you you are trying to make me afraid of the same thing that you are afraid of you yeah. think it's something to fear and i mean i can understand young moms like wanting to protect their children from like seemingly making the same or making the same seemingly mistakes that you know they've made but also I just feel like as far as like sex education and like I just wish someone would have I just wish I had someone that could have showed me the ropes of dating Mm -hmm. instead of me like figuring out on my own which like you know, I like learning stuff, so it's fine, <laughs> but... <laughs> it would have been like, great if someone else was there, too. But. Yeah, to just, like, help me along a little bit. Because, I, I mean, I do respect, like, the knowledge of, like, older people in my life. Like, I know yeah. you've dated for real. Like, there's... I feel like there's this pretend world that they try to act like is there. And mm-hmm. then there's the actual things that happen. I would really like to know the actual things that happen. Right? And then make informed decisions based on that, not based on some, like, fairy world where no one ever has sex, but we all keep having children. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I also think as far as, like, my family, um, like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like I could talk to anyone about, mm-hmm. like, what I was feeling or anything because, like, I had all this stuff going on at school and at home where it was just, like, relationships. Like, we don't really talk about that, mm-hmm. like at all i think for me i just saw this huge contrast between how i was treated and my cousin um we're both girls how we were treated and how our cousins who were boys and even now my brother how they're treated and um so i wasn't allowed to even say that i like boys which is weird because i thought that's what people would want to hear especially if they expect you to be straight (laughs) and i remember this one time this is probably my fault Actually, this was very much so my fault. I wrote, I like boys on the window seal. Seal? Yeah. And it was in pen. And my uncle saw it, and he was, like, so pissed off at me. And I got a spanking. He's like, you can't like boys. No, you need to stay away from boys. And now my brother, who's only, like, two years older than I was at that point, he's over here talking about girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And how he has, like, oh, yeah, I like this girl and I might have a crush on this girl, and everyone is just, like, dapping him up and all that, and I'm just like, wait a second, wait a second, hold up. Yeah. How come he can do that, but when it was my, when I was his age, it was a problem. The double standard really got me, too. I mean, yeah, people just really think they're entitled to women's bodies and decisions, Mm -hmm. um, and it starts, I mean, it doesn't start once you're 18, like, it Mm -hmm. starts from the moment you're born, but I remember, like, yeah, my brother was, I don't know, young, like, middle school or honestly, probably, like, fifth or fourth grade. And he liked this girl, and, like, my parents helped him buy, like, her uh, actual gift. And I just was like, you told me I can't, like, you told me if you brought, if I 
like the bullet, you would shoot him. So, like, <laughs> what I is just... going on? It's, it's definitely, like, a different probe, like... Mm. different stuff is told to like each gender which is really sad and like not to say you should suppress like or make boys repress their sexuality but like don't make me or like repress mine she was equally love quotes suck camilla ray so we got to high school and now there are more boys freedom (laughs) freedom quote unquote but was it really freedom? Like, what could we even do if we liked boys, honestly? Um, but I guess when I got to high school, that was kind of the beginning of me thinking, maybe men might be trash. <laughs> because now the feelings could not be reciprocated. Now they had options. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of the options didn't look like me. And a lot of men were just trash. We'll, we'll get into it. But... What did high, what did dating in high school, even liking a guy in high school, look like for you? So, okay, the summer before I went to high school, um, there was this guy I liked who we went to camp together, and I tried to, like, go hang out with him in the mall or something with, like, him and his other friends, who are also my friends that I've known since I was, like, eight, mm-hmm. and my mom, like, basically was like, no. <laughs> you can't do that like you can't just go hang out with boys like you're not old enough so I think that really made me like okay well I like if she's not gonna drop me off I can't go there's no uber then I didn't have a card to like get my own uber account even if there was Mm -hmm. and I couldn't drive myself like Mm -hmm. there was nowhere to go I couldn't bring them home so I was like well I just can't date that's fine (laughs) like I'll just wait till I can drive or do something Mm -hmm. um and so I feel like in high school I was like oh boys and I had so many guy friends like I remember I've been able to spend a lot of time this summer with one of my friends from high school and we've just been thinking about like we really were just like running amok like (laughs) in, in high school like we were friends with all the guys and I mean it was mostly just, like, a good time. I I mean, we've talked about my intimacy issues <laughs> that stem from childhood. So I never really got too close to any guys, even mm-hmm. if I liked them. Uh, which, like, anybody, maybe not anybody, but, like, <laughs> shoot your shot if you want and just, you know, see what DMs. happens. Um, they might be bricks. Like, wow. we don't know. <laughs> but you can Air try. Um, yeah, but for me, it was just more so, like, having a good time, but, like, also trying not to get too close. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, there there's layers of not trying to get too close because of, like, how I didn't want to be perceived because of, like, yeah. slut-shaming in high school. But, yeah, you're saying that it, it wasn't that for you. Oh, no, I wasn't allowed to date. My mom was like, you can't date until you're 18, and that that fluctuates. She said 21, 18, when you get married, all of that jazz. All I knew is that I couldn't date until at least senior year. Mm-hmm. And I also couldn't drive. My high school was in, it was a 20-minute drive from my house. Um, all the guys didn't live in my hometown. It was a school with different people from different cities going yeah. to one town. Um, I couldn't drive. I couldn't meet up. I couldn't dri- take an Uber because it would be linked to my mom's card. I wasn't working, so I couldn't afford to do anything. And I don't even think I was checking for boys like that. So, I don't know. Okay, maybe I was, because I did talk to this one guy, but I'm not trying to incriminate myself because... (laughs) Yeah, let me not even say anything. Um, But yeah, I guess... 
I didn't really have... I wasn't thinking about boys until at least junior or senior year where I could drive and go places. And when that happens, all hell broke loose. Oh. <laughs> um, but let's move on before I incriminate myself. Um, but I think it was still a little bit taboo yeah in high school maybe not it was a lot um especially sexuality because i remember that was the first time i saw how rude boys could be to women Mm -hmm. um you had things like nudes leaking um slut shaming and even like women just internalizing misogyny because they didn't want boys to think of them one way or teachers to even think about them it was just or even other girls to think about them as like less than because they talked to a bunch of guys and uh, where do we even begin yeah honestly my school was full of so much slut shaming like girls like guys would have group chats of girls like they would just send around their nudes Mm -hmm. there was so much like I feel like that's the first time, like, guys were mean to me in elementary school. Okay, let's talk about that, because, like, I got beat up by boys so much because they quote-unquote like me. Like, literally, the teachers in school would be like, oh, they just like you. Like, he just punched me in my face. <laughs> just, it's like, Emma, he's just, he's, just, he's just feeling your vibe. That's it. Like, I can name probably five or six different times that I literally got beat up by boys, and then I just was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to fight them back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in high school, like, I guess that's when I noticed, like, how violent, like, boys becoming men could be like mm-hmm. when i was four it was like okay this little boy punched me in my stomach and like everyone is fine with it because he's four and it's like okay now this four-year-old is growing up into like this 16 17 year old about to be grown man yeah. who's like screaming in girls faces i like uh there's so many stories from my high school of like boys just being violent and these are the men that go out into the world and just wreck violence not mm-hmm. just towards women but also towards men mm-hmm. um i remember freshman year in one of my science classes this this boy that supposedly like eventually he dated this girl but he literally was like cursing her out in front of the whole class like calling her like every name in the book Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. he she didn't want to date him and then like i guess she did i don't know um but yeah there was just so like if basically if a girl wasn't in a position of servitude i.e doing exactly what you wanted her to do for or with you Mm -hmm. um you would slut shame her and then like you would probably just slut shame her anyway or just like call her every name in the book like you know degrade her name like run her name through the streets it was just yeah and i feel like i just did not want to be on the receiving end of that so i was like i'm gonna just be friends with y'all but y'all are kind of horrible and not even that cute so yeah i think for me i i guess that also played into why i didn't really want to date or talk to a bunch of guys for a long time because i just thought because people would call you a slut or a hoe for just talking to multiple guys not even doing anything physical or intimate just talking to a bunch of guys you're like oh you like to get passed around, blah, 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 like, what, what is it called? Or someone's, like, second, no, leftovers or something oh, like that. Yeah. yeah. Or a homie hopper, things like that. And mind you, in my class, there weren't that many boys. Like, there were more girls than boys. So it was this thing, like, at our middle school where you would date around. Cause yeah. What what other options did you honestly have? Mm-hmm. Um, but They're called suitors. Exactly. It's not like it was... <laughs> It's not like it was, we're trying to date to get married. It was just, 
talking. Like, there was not much we How could do How am I supposed to know which one of y'all I like the most? Exactly. If- You're all friends. It's not homie hopping. No one made you guys friends. I'm sorry. Look, you guys sometimes God introduces you to him so you can meet his friends. Exactly. That's just it. Period. Um, but I guess I w- it was internalized misogyny because I remember when this girl's nudes got leaked, the first thing I was like, wow, why would she do that? And not, why would this guy yeah. share it with his friends? Mm-hmm. And I, it's something that is kind of hard to grow out of when it's something that you're so used to and something that's so ingrained in you. Or you have to be pure or um, put together. Or you have to act in a way where men won't see you as less than. Or women would want to be like you and all chast and blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's just, that's my personal view. If- yeah, I think I definitely also had internalized misogyny around, like, especially nudes when I was in high school. Like, I just was like, yes, they're wrong. But also, why would you take nudes? Mm-hmm. And like, just why would you why would you pass them around? Like the the girl actually did nothing wrong. She didn't like degrade anyone. Like mm-hmm. she didn't you know violate anyone's mm-hmm. trust or anything like that. Um, it definitely was like on the fault of the guys and everything that I mean. It's just victim blaming and yeah. like even that just that is like a window into like the culture like rape culture where you blame the victim for oh well you should have done this and you should have done that which like okay why don't we teach boys to be decent why don't we teach men to like not commit mass violence against women Mm -hmm. and themselves and then we wouldn't have to like these are protective measures against people who are doing something wrong like but the acts that you're doing yourself like being trusting or anything like that like you're not doing anything wrong by wanting to express yourself or be in a loving trusting relationship and i wish these were things that we learned a lot more in our curriculum especially (laughs) sex ed because i don't know about you but i felt like my sexual education was lacking severely um i remember first of all i think i had it sophomore year and we're supposed to get this teacher that everyone loved blah 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 and then my class was the class that didn't get him because he decided to go to a different school on campus (laughs) And I was mad. So the guy who I had, he decided that our sexual education would be a question box. We put questions in the box and he answers them for one class period. And that was it. I didn't learn much about female anatomy, even though I went to a school that taught like allied health sciences. And <laughs> um, I didn't learn about it until like my anatomy and physiology class. And I don't, I didn't learn how to put on a condom in school or much. Oh, I learned about consent, but. I wish I learned more than what he yeah. answered in two questions. Um, but it felt very lacking, even though other people on my same campus actually got, like, a comprehensive education. Um, and I always said to myself that if I ever get pregnant, I'm going to go back and I'm going to sue my school because <laughs> they didn't do one, they didn't do their job. Um, um, yeah, I think that for me, well the issues were twofold with that sex ed because part of it was curriculum but part of it was like you need to be careful the people teaching it because like if you have misogynist misogynistic men mm-hmm. teaching sex ed like i literally remember freshman year in my class our sex ed chapter was just 
the teacher saying that they could ask him anything he wanted and the guys were like does your wife suck your dick and he was like yes every night and like that's how it it went basically like they just began degrading women the whole class um and then once I did have like you know a more respectable teacher who could teach the curriculum it still was like sex is great for men and didn't really talk about basically (laughs) basically they just were like sex is gonna hurt and you're gonna get pregnant, and you're gonna get every single ST, STI or STD. Um, so like, just think about that before you do it. And I was like, this again does not add up because I know a lot of people that are having sex and a lot of people that are not pregnant. And like, <laughs> I can't imagine why all these women would be having sex if it hurts every time. Mm-hmm. Like, there must be something that you're getting Math out of is it. Not mathing. Um, and it just didn't like. I don't know. I don't know if sex ed should be taught as a science because sex is not very scientific mm-hmm. when you get down to it it's like not. it's like really there just should be more like it should just be a more realistic education um like i don't know not gym class i feel like <laughs> yeah um the credentials for the people who teach it should definitely be updated because i don't think i want the person who's teaching me how to play dodge while also teach me how to have sex yeah or how to protect myself during sex mm-hmm. or consent or all of that stuff because i don't know um i feel like their black their biases play into it a lot and so i remember we were talking about this before how you said that you would have a sex advisor sex therapist i don't know what you said oh yeah yeah yeah. like um sex experts to like come talk at schools like people who are actually educated in the field of Mm -hmm. like sex or sexology i remember in high school finding like shannon boudrome her Mm -hmm. youtube channel is shannon booty and like she i mean literally has studied this like sex for years pertaining to men and women like heterosexual relationships um like homosexual relationships um monogamy non-monogamy like really like anything that you want to think of and I remember or just like exploring your own body as a woman like I just loved her channel and I feel like all the practical information that I got about sex really came through her and like other people like her that I found on YouTube and like it's great that I have YouTube but I imagine like people who don't have access to a computer and like or even like a room to yourself where Mm -hmm. you like don't feel because I definitely was like just in my room like let me just go watch this real quick so I can understand this but like not wanting anyone else to know that I was looking at that stuff but it makes sense to want to understand Mm -hmm. like your body and like how your body is going to interact with other people's bodies and like what's gonna like the the fullness of the education rather than like this is a cervix and it expands four inches when you're aroused like it's so weird considering how american culture is so open towards sex so like in a lot of southern states um they they don't even teach sex ed or if they do they teach like abstinence or even in some private schools that are highly religious um i mean yeah american culture is backwards in a lot of ways like how our like the age that we can start driving is before we can start drinking but we Mm -hmm. know that if you start drinking before you can understand your limits so you're you're less (laughs) prone to have accidents and like the we know for a fact that the younger you teach kids like you know um sex ed they're going to have um lower rates of uh teen pregnancy and so i just i mean 
most of American pop culture is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. We pretend that things aren't going... We, we pretend that we're some, like, you know, noble nation, pure nation mm-hmm. that doesn't participate in anything scandalous. Mm-hmm. Um, we pretend, like, no one is having sex, but, again, everyone is because it's a part of human nature. Um, but we're fine with showing things like you know brutal violence in movies yeah um and then also i guess for me coming from a kenyan culture where religion is highly ingrained but then also just the element of respect um where you don't have sex until you're married because you're going to ruin your family's reputation um it kind of plays i guess contraception is a huge issue not just in the u.s but (coughs) globally honestly well not globally but in a lot of african countries um that I could speak of I don't know about everywhere else in the world I probably have to research a little bit more about that but yeah people don't want to give contraception because they think giving people contraception is going to force them to have sex or something like that rather than thinking of it more of as, as a preventative thing like the people care so much more about the treatment than the actual prevention and that's something that I have such an issue with because if you educate people and you give them the resources then things like the AIDS epidemic um the amount of children born to parents who aren't ready um teen pregnancies things like that they could be not as but i feel like there could be such a more substantial decrease or at least more education around how to prevent or how to cope with it yeah um than whatever is happening right now because this isn't honestly working at all yeah, and I think religion plays a lot into contraception. Like, I don't know, like, I can't quote the scriptures that say, like, <laughs> don't get a, a depo shot. Um, but I do know that, especially in black communities in the U.S. and abroad, mm-hmm. like, one, we have to acknowledge the fact that health care for black people um, has been trifling basically in the u.s for a long time and also there was so much like during like the um is it like eugenics i don't really remember eugenics Eugenics, Eugenics. yeah (laughs) during like the whole eugenics period where there was like the the racial cleansing they basically were telling women that they were giving them birth control black women that they were giving them birth control Mm -hmm. but really sterilizing them and they were doing that in the u.s and also in africa so Mm -hmm. like they're there was a lot of stigma around birth control for a long time mm-hmm. um as in like this is harming your body and this like just a distrust of medicine in general that i think um you know makes the issue affect black communities differently than it does other communities because of white violence once again yeah they and we're get us. definitely going to talk a little bit more about birth control in the next episode because i think that's something that really needs to be hit mm-hmm. on um, but yeah, what examples of love and relationships did you guys have growing up? And what are your feelings about sex and affection? We'd love to know, and we're going to pick up again next week talking about um, love and relationships as we got older. All right, so see you guys next week. Bye.